God bless everybody. Hope you're doing well. It's your brother Tim, aka Talent. Let's get right into it. Um, we are in chapter seven of the gospel according to John. And the first caption reads, Jesus and his brothers. After this, Jesus traveled around the country of Galilee. He did not want to travel in Judea because the Jewish leaders there wanted to kill him. It was time for the Jewish festival of shelters. So his brothers said to him, you should leave here and go to the festival in Judea. Then your followers there can see the miracles you do. If you want to be well known, you must not hide what you do. So, if you can do such amazing things, let the whole world see you do them. Jesus' brothers said this because even they did not believe in him. That's a heavy statement. Jesus said to them, The right time for me has not yet come, but any time is right for you to go. The world cannot hate you, but the world hates me because I tell the people in the world that they do evil things. So you go to the festival. I will not go now because the right time for me has not yet come. So Jesus in his all-knowing um, has a plan for, well, is, is in obedience to the plan for his life. So he's not going to, you know, the, the, the people of the, of the scriptures that we see around Jesus are, they're thinking worldly, fleshly, you know, they, they're thinking only what they see, kind of surface level things. But um, Jesus obviously, obviously see th sees things from, a, from heaven's perspective, from eternity's perspective, from a spiritual perspective. And therefore, he sees the full picture, the full consequences of any, of any action um, and the full reaction to any action. You know, whether it's something he says whether it's something he does, when he does it, when he doesn't do it. You know, he's doing everything according to the Father's will, and his life will play out the way God the Father had, had designed it. So he tells him, I will not go now because the right time for me has not yet come. Verse 9, after Jesus said this, he stayed in Galilee. So his brothers left to go to the festival. After they left, Jesus went too. <laughs> but he did not let people see him. At the festival, the Jewish leaders were looking for him. They said, where is that man? There was a large group of people there. Many of them were talking secretly to each other about Jesus. Some people said, he is a good man. But others said, no, he fools the people. But no one was brave enough to talk about him openly. They were afraid of the Jewish leaders. This next caption is, uh, Jesus teaches in Jerusalem. Verse 14, when the festival was about half finished, Jesus went to the temple area and began to teach. The Jewish leaders were amazed and said, how did this man learn so much? He never had the kind of teaching we had. Jesus answered, what I teach is not my own. My teachings come from the one who sent me. People who really want to do what God wants will know that my teaching comes from God. They will know that this teaching is not my own. If I taught my own ideas, I would just be trying to get honor for myself. 
Mm. If I taught my own ideas, I would just be trying to get honor for myself. But if I am trying to bring honor to the one who sent me, I can be trusted. Anyone doing that is not going to lie. So anyone trying to bring honor to the one who sent them, to God, the creator, God, the father, they can be trusted and they're not going to lie. Moses gave you the law, right? But you don't obey the law. If you do, then why are you trying to kill me? The people answered, a demon is making you crazy. We are not trying to kill you. Jesus said to them, I did one miracle on a Sabbath day and you were all surprised. But you obey the law Moses gave you about circumcision. And sometimes you do it on a Sabbath day. Really, Moses is not the one who gave you circumcision. It came from our ancestors who lived before Moses. Yes, you often circumcise baby boys on a Sabbath day. This shows that someone can be circumcised on a Sabbath day to obey the law of Moses. So why are you angry with me for healing a person's whole body on the Sabbath day? Stop judging by the way things look. Be fair and judge by what is really right. Next caption. People wonder if Jesus is the Messiah. Verse 25. Then some of the people who lived in Jerusalem said, This is the man they are trying to kill. But he is teaching where everyone can see and hear him. And no one is trying to stop him from teaching. Maybe the leaders have decided that he really is the Messiah. So the people are like questioning, like, ain't this the guy that, that the, the Jewish leaders are, are trying to kill? Well, he's out here teaching in the open and, and no, one's, no one's stopping him. And, and now the people are questioning, like, hmm, maybe the leaders have decided that he really is the Messiah. Verse 27, but when the real Messiah comes, but when the real Messiah comes, no one will know where he comes from. And we know where this man's home is. Talking about Jesus, they know where he's from. Just the son of Joseph, um, son of Mary from Nazareth. They feel like they know Jesus. They're familiar with him. Verse 28, Jesus was still teaching in the temple area when he said loudly, do you really know me and where I am from? I am here, but not by, but not by my own decision. I was sent by one who is very real, but you don't know him. I know him because I am from him. He is the one who sent me. When Jesus said this, the people tried to grab him, but no one was able even to touch him because the right time for him had not yet come. Again, the timing, God's timing. It all has to happen according to his plan. Verse 31, but many of the people believed in Jesus. They said, we are waiting for the Messiah to come. When he comes, when he comes, okay, okay, let me run that back. They said, we are waiting for the Messiah to come. When he comes, will he do more miraculous signs than this man has done? Next, next caption, the Jewish leaders tried to arrest Jesus. Verse 32, the Pharisees heard what the people were saying about Jesus. So the leading priests and the Pharisees sent some temple police to arrest him. Then Jesus said, I will be with you a little while longer. Then I will go back to the one who sent me. You will look for me, 
but you will not find me, and you cannot come where I am. These Jews said to each other, Where will this man go that we cannot find him? Will he go to Greek will he go to the Greek cities where our people live? Will he teach the Greek people there? He says, He says, You will look for me, but you will not find me. He also says, You cannot come where I am. What does this mean? The Jewish leaders are perplexed. They hate him. They're jealous of him. They're trying to arrest him so they can kill him. And yet they question him and, and are so curious and intrigued by him that they really want to know what he's talking about. And But their hearts are so hardened and they're so stuck in tradition and, and they have so much pride that they won't humble themselves to receive understanding of what Jesus is teaching. Surely he's teaching from the Old Testament, Jesus being a Jew, speaking to mostly Jews. I'm sure he's teaching from the Old Testament, which he does when we capture different quotes throughout the Gospels. Um, we, we have um, documentation of him quoting the Old Testament. But obviously we don't have every single speech he said documented, but I'm sure he taught a lot from the Old Testament to reveal um, the truth, the truth of it and to reveal the prophecies that were concerning him. So these, these Jewish leaders um, are so blinded that they can't even understand the true matter, the heart of the, of the Old Testament, the heart of God. And they're just blinded and they're, and they're really confused by Jesus. Next caption, Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit. Verse 37, the last day of the festival came. It was the most important day. On that day, Jesus stood up and said loudly, whoever is thirsty may come to me and drink. If anyone believes in me, rivers of living water will flow out from their heart. That is what the scripture, that is what the scriptures say. Let me, um, that, that's how he finishes it. That is what the scriptures say. Jesus was talking about the spirit. The spirit had not yet been given to people because Jesus had not yet been raised to glory. But later, those who believed in Jesus would receive the spirit. So that's talking about the Holy Spirit. He says the Holy Spirit had not yet been given to people. So the Holy Spirit was there in the beginning with God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit was, was there all along, leading and guiding and hovering above um, the people of Israel. But it wasn't given to the people. They were inspired by the Holy Spirit, but they weren't given the Holy Spirit yet because Jesus had not yet been raised to glory. Next caption, the people argue about Jesus. Verse 40, when the people heard the things that Jesus said, some of them said, this man really is the prophet. Other people said, he is the Messiah. And others said, the Messiah will not come from Galilee. The scriptures say that the Messiah will come from the family of David. And they say, and they say that he will come from Bethlehem the town where David lived. So the people did not agree with each other about Jesus. Some of them, some of the people wanted to arrest him, but no one tried to do it. Again, more division about Jesus, 
Some people denied him, wanted him arrested. Some people believed in him, thought he was the Messiah, or at least truly a great prophet. Next caption, the Jewish leaders refused to believe. The temple police went back to the leading priests and Pharisees. The priests and Pharisees asked, Why didn't you bring Jesus? The temple police answered, We have never heard anyone say such amazing things. What a testimony. The Pharisees answered, So he has fooled you too. You don't see any of the leaders or any of us Pharisees believing in him, do you? But those people out there know nothing about the law. They are under God's curse. Verse 50, But Nicodemus was there in that group. He was the one who had gone to see Jesus before. He said, Our law will not let us judge anyone without first hearing them and finding out what they have done. Remember, Nicodemus was in chapter 3, who Jesus said, You must be born again. And then he told, then Jesus told Nicodemus, For God so loved the world that he gave his only, only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So that was Nicodemus. Nicodemus is, is uh, he's not far from the kingdom, kingdom of God. He believes in Jesus, and, but he's, the problem is he's, he's a Pharisee. And the rest, literally the rest of his people, his, his Pharisee friends and his Pharisee partners, his Jewish religious leaders, they all hate Jesus, despise Jesus, and could care less about Jesus. So Nicodemus kind of in a back-against-the-wall situation. And we'll see shortly how that pans out. So, so, so in, a, in an attempt to help Jesus, this is what Nicodemus says, our law will not let us judge anyone without first hearing them and find out what they have done. So he's given him a chance. Verse 52, the Jewish leaders answered, you must be from Galilee too. Study the scriptures. You will find nothing about a prophet coming from Galilee. Mm. Next caption, a woman caught in adultery. Verse 53, then they all left and went home. Well, that's the end of the chapter. I just realized that it gave us, it literally gave us a caption and then that last line and then it just stopped. Shoo, that's where we stop. The caption was a woman caught in adultery. Verse 53 says, then they left and all went home. So in chapter eight, we'll pick up with that story of the woman caught in adultery. So look forward to that tomorrow. All right. Um, hey, things are picking up. Um, Jesus already spoke about his, uh, his coming, what they plan to do to him, arrest him, persecute him, kill him. Um, and then he'll be raised from the dead three days later. Uh, and we're seeing this, all the jealousy, all the hatred, uh, against Jesus. It's all starting to add up. And they, these, uh, Jewish religious leaders are trying to figure out a way to capture him, to arrest him, and then to execute him. Um, so things are picking up, things are heating up. But nevertheless, Jesus' mission, if you pay attention, it's being spread. The work is being done. The message is being sent. All right, so let us pray. Father God, we just come before you right now humbly. 
Um, we give you thanks. We give you honor. We give you glory. We thank you for your son, Jesus, and his life, and these scriptures that it may be um, just instructions, Lord, for how, it's to live, how we are to live. Um, we can always look to Jesus, our great example, and we should, Lord, we should imitate Christ. Um, I pray that you continue to minister long after this audio to everybody listening, Lord, that you may speak to their hearts. Deal with them individually on a personal level. One by one, Lord, just speaking to their hearts, reminding them of the words that they heard from this Bible, convicting their hearts, changing their hearts, and just little by little conforming them to the image of your son and away from the worldly image that we all grow up in. All right, we're born in sin and iniquity, but God, you have the redemptive power, the cleansing power to rebirth us, wash us and make us new and make us whole. So God, I just ask that you continue to change the people listening. Give them a new heart, a desire to love what you love and to hate what you hate, a desire to know you more to seek you more and to surrender to you daily, to die to themselves daily and to pick up their cross and to follow you and to serve you. Lord, may this matter to them a little bit more, myself included. And I thank you for your word, which is increasing our faith. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, everybody, God bless you. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.